You are listening to the Marketplace Podcast, the show that brings you nuggets of wisdom to help you get closer to achieving your goals in life. With your host, Andy. The main person for today is not me, right? And I think everybody already has uh, have heard me um, spoke in the last few episodes. So today, I really just want to pass the mic uh, over to my friend over here. Right, Zihan, and you know, Zihan, do you want to um, give an introduction of yourself? Sure, thanks, Andy. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Um, I'm I'm in Singapore, um, and uh, as as Scott and, and Andy mentioned, um, I'm I'm a I'm just an ordinary person, you know, <laughs> not 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 as as ordinary. Know, yeah, really I mean, ordinary? I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I just made some some interesting choices along the way. Um, so I'm from Singapore, just like Andy. Um, have 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 grown up, uh, lived in Singapore. Um, about eight years ago, I started a social enterprise in the Philippines, and um, we we call this a human skills development initiative um, that accelerates career readiness and career growth. Uh, the name of the company is called Bagosphere, um, and we are trying to solve unemployment. Um, which is a huge issue now, especially with the pandemic and COVID-19, uh, but also looking at the disruption of um, work and how technology, AI, automation uh, is changing, you know, jobs and how uh, and how a lot of young people and also, you know, people in general are really facing, a, you know, a lot of uncertainty about the skills and the mindsets and the attitudes they need to have to thrive in this future of work. So we're dealing with all of that in the developing country in the Philippines. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I hope I could, you know, share what I have in my, you know, with the journey that I've had for the last eight years. Wow. So, so, Zuhan, I heard that, you know, um, it's, 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 it has been, you have been through like a very, very, um, you know, long journey. And can you like, you know, share with us, because most of the audience here, you know, um, I think that the, the listeners, they are, they are students who are waiting to graduate, they are students. Um, but, you, but what caught my attention is that you chose a different path, right? Like what most graduates would do. Like, you know, they will work in uh, big MNCs, but you chose this path as a social entrepreneur. Can you um, even share with us a bit more like, like what makes you choose this path rather than you know, the, the, the usual path that people would think of? Well, I think I was shaped by a lot of um, experiences when I was growing up as a child in, in Singapore. Um, and, and, I, I, and one of the, one of the major... Um, one of the major influences uh, in that in my early childhood was my grandmother, and um, I, I remember very clearly when I was five years old, um, she she was taking care of me because my parents were working from uh, you know, working busy working, and and so just like many you know many uh, many young families, uh, they left me to my grandmother. Uh, my grandmother. Um, had um, didn't go to school. She she you know she was uh, one at home usually cooking and she was a very good cook. She she was a nanny. She was you know she she was just doing the the usual uh, you know menial work that uh, a lot of grandmothers before were doing. You know washing clothes. You know taking care of children, uh, maybe cooking. Um, 
but she felt that she wanted to do something more. She she wanted to you know earn a little bit for the family, and so she took me when I was just five years old to Chinatown in Singapore, and we were going from different restaurants just trying to find. She was just trying to find a, a you know a, a job. Um, and it was very. I remember it was it was hot. It was very uncomfortable. I didn't know what I was doing with with mm-hmm. her, and um, and finally she found a job as a dishwasher in a Korean in a Korean shop. Uh, Korean. And so, up, you know, after that, for for two to three years, she was washing. We wash. She was washing the plates and the very heavy iron type of you know metal metal uh, metal cast uh, type of mm-hmm. plates. Um, and she was earning maybe about you know ten to twelve Singapore dollars you know uh, you know a day, and uh, it was very hard work. And so I saw I saw how how uh, how hard she was working, and she was not earning much. Um, and unfortunately, after a few years, she passed away from lung cancer. And uh, so that really impacted me, uh, thinking about you know my grandmother being someone that's very close to her. Um, you know, found it very difficult. To find a good job, the job the job wasn't empowering at all. You know, it was mm. it was hard menial work. Uh, she was very talented. I could tell. I mean, from my parents and you know, from what my memory serves me, um, she was a very good cook. Um, she she took care of children very well. There were a lot of she nannied a lot of children, and so I think from that on, I started to question about my direction in life and mm. and uh, you know and and how education. Is is of course important, but how that will also, and how that is important for us to find, uh, you know, our purpose and our meaning and the the um, you know the point of it, right? The point of life, and uh, I think it's you know those questions that that keep me till I was in university, um, mm-hmm. where I started exploring more options uh, as well. Yeah, so so I I hear that you you do have a very strong you know, um, sense of purpose of why you are doing this and it is largely based on your experience, right? So, yeah, well, mm, so, so, you know, um, you know, I think there are quite a number of, uh, you know, um, students out there, they are also, you know, trying to look for this sense of purpose, right? I, I think it's a question, like, not just, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that it is just for only students, right? I think even people for, you know, people like me, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm also asking like, you know, uh, what am I doing here? So, so, you know, can you tell us like a bit more, right? In, 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 in how do you find actually that sense of purpose in life? Mm. Mm. That's a great question. Uh, and I, I think we are constantly searching for it. I don't think there's always going to be a destination. Like, I don't think I found my purpose. I think it's always a, you know, ever, you know, it's, it's ongoing, ongoing discussion. <laughs> Um, that, that we have with ourselves, right? Um, but I think my, my grandmother's passing away at a very early age kind of set the set the kind of set the direction, right? It, it's kind of like a signal, right? That told me that tells me that you know our time on this place is is limited, um, you know, and and that there's a lot of people that you know are suffering that, that that you know that need help, and if you can, if you're in privileged in a privileged position. Uh, to be, for example, in a place like Singapore, which is, you know, pretty privileged, I think, um, then, you know, you, you should be doing the best you can to, to make, uh, you know, impact uh, to, you know, to, to could be 
to to the to the small community that you have, even to your family. Doesn't need to be. You don't need to try to change the world. You know, everyone says want to change the world, etc. Um, so I think that's a good kind of kind of mindset to to have. Uh, to just do what you can. Um, but I I think I must say when I reflect back on my experiences, um, it was the what what my grandmother did was just to set the direction. But um, I continue to explore. Um, you know this this unease and this un, this this feeling that I had. You know that I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't satisfied with the traditional you know pathway that a lot of people are taking. I wasn't. I, I was I was constantly questioning about that the, the the pathways that was normally set to me so my my background is engineering so i went with nd to the nus uh, we were studying really hard and he yeah. was a much brighter student he was much smarter than i uh, but uh, so your achievement is so much better than me <laughs> <laughs> no no that's not about achievement right but it's it's you know this has some background to the listeners right <laughs> no, it's not about achievement, um, but you impact more lives yeah. So, well, the the journey in NUS I think was was very interesting to me as well uh, because uh, while I was you know with with ND with, with you know studying engineering, um, we were in a in in engineering science which was a bit more you know towards R and D uh, and we were both uh, I think were specializing in uh, nanotechnology right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I came I came from a kind of a sciencey background you know I, I love science a lot. Um, I, I wanted to be like Andy, you know, be like a researcher. In fact, I was supposed to do my master's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I was questioning, right? As I was doing my studies, I was, I was really questioning. I was doing a lot of volunteering work as well. I was very curious about Southeast Asia. I think Southeast Asia is one of the region in the world that I think everyone knows now is it's a pretty exciting place to be in. Um, and being in Singapore in such a small country, I felt that, you know, the world is such a large place. And so why, why aren't young people exploring the backyard of Singapore. Why are we not exploring Malaysia, Philippines, Indonesia? Sounds dangerous because that's what the newspapers, you know, talk about all the time, like terrorists here and you know the typhoons there. But you know, there's more than that, right? There are people that there are hundreds and millions of people in the region, um, and there's a lot of opportunities to work with them. Right? There's a lot of opportunities to try to solve problems for them. And mm-hmm. I think um, one of the first things that I got to know about the region. Was that the young people were extremely innovative? The young people had a lot of passion, just like you know, just just like in Singapore. And I and I actually I felt there was more passion than than in Singapore, but that's another topic in our time. Um, <laughs> I would love to hear you know, that. But <laughs> so so I was this this you know just really excited with the possibility of doing something in Southeast Asia. I didn't know whether Philippines or Thailand. I did so I did volunteering work in Thailand and Laos. Where I was teaching young school children uh, over my ho- over the holidays, and it was just a refresh, very refreshing. I was in the mountains in northern Thailand, uh, close to the border with with China, um, and um, you know, and and you know, I was interacting with a lot of young people. So that's that was how I got exposed to what's what a little bit that's going around in in the region. Um, so that that really I think was another significant influence for me. Um, you know, and, and thinking about, you know, that, that I could be of service and of, of help to, to young people who might not have the privilege of a good education, um, knowing that, you know, young people are, of course, you know, they, they, they want to find good jobs, right? So, mm-hmm. so that was another part of the, of the influence. 
Yeah. So so I was uh if I hear correctly, right? Um I think what you did is that um I think you are taking like the the step of faith to go out, right? To explore. Just keep trying, right? And just to expand your horizon. Don't just stay um like within um what you are doing, right? Um and then I think I, I see that you are you are always like, you know, going out trying to um, learn more, understand more, network more, right? And I think in that way, when you do the work, you, you, you tend to have a higher chance of finding that purpose, right? I think, and, and I think that purpose is not like, you know, oh, today I know what I want to do to 80 or to when I die, right? But it is like, you know, when, when you go out and explore, you do see that, okay, in a, in a short term, right? I, I know that this is what I need to do, right? And then as you begin to do more, it, it's like, peeling layers of onions right like okay you, you get to know and then you as you step out more as you as you do more you get to know more things right mm-hmm. so am i am i am i summarizing it correctly for you yeah yeah exactly i i totally agree andy uh i i think it's a bit like design thinking but using design thinking for your life right you know the, the first the first step of design thinking is empathize yeah and i think you know i think many a times we we don't really reflect and try to empathize the most important person in your life, which is yourself. <laughs> you know, like we try to think about, you know, like, you know, I try to try to feel for other people, et cetera, but you know, how much of time do we really take care of our, what we're, what we're thinking, our feelings, our emotions, and, and look at how, what we're, how we're interacting with the outside world. Right. And, um, and, and I think traditional education, uh, whether is it Singapore, Taiwan, South Korea, I, I think, uh, you know, in, in the in the in, in Southeast Asia, especially, um, is is kind of uh, focused on on a few key things, right? Mm. Uh, you know, STEM education, you know, the science, the mathematics, technology, all these were, were, of course, very important parts of education. I think we benefited a lot from that, and therefore, in Southeast Asia, countries like Taiwan and Singapore are known to be the best, right, in math and science. Um, and I think that's not that's not um, that, that's not all that I think we should emphasize in school. Um, I think there is a dimension of, of education, uh, particularly in the social emotional side that I think hasn't been fully developed. Um, and I think I, I got this, you know, very, I was very challenged when I, when I was in junior college and the university because I was not very exposed to project work where you're supposed to work in teams, where you have, you're given a challenge and you're supposed to solve that challenge. Um, instead, what I, what I was very comfortable with was, you know, looking at the exam and trying to figure out how do I beat the exam, right? How do I get the best marks for the exam and do in Singapore, we have all these, you know, what we call 10 year series, right? We're supposed to practice the answers before the exam, which I think maybe in Taiwan is, is kind of the same thing as well. Similar. Um, Yeah, similar. So I, I think that sort of education can only bring us to, to a certain level and for us to really break through of that. Uh, you know, that to the next level, we really need to have what we call human skills. Yep. Um, and hu- human skills is not just, you know, the, you know, the, the skills that we, that we use in communication, et cetera. It's also very introspective type of skills where you have certain mindsets, like growth mindset, for example, that will help you take challenges from life and use that as a springboard for your personal development. Mm. Um, because challenges are part of life, right? We cannot escape them. And, and so having the right mindset, having, you know, the growth mindset, for example, will help, you know, will help 
further your development as a person. And I, and I think in NUS, um, what, what I did was, of course, I went overseas. So I put myself as what Andy said, in different and very, you know, very alien type of environments where I didn't know the language, I didn't know how to speak. Mm. So I was forced to adapt. I was forced to learn, uh, to be open-minded, to listen, uh, and to come up with solutions. Right? And that was something I couldn't find in the traditional education in NUS yeah. uh, or, or, you know, in other parts of, of my education. So um, I, I think, I think it's, it's trying to figure out, um, you know, what are some of the tools that we could use to, to help us reflect? So, for example, me and my wife, we do a, a yearly reflection on what has, on, on the US has part. Um, and we, we answer a few questions around different dimensions of our life, you know, mm. like, like relationships, uh, like uh, health and our finances, you know, family, friends, etc. And we ask ourselves the same questions every year. And then we try to reflect a little bit. Uh, I, I have a, I also keep a journal. Um, mm-hmm. I, I try to write things about what I'm grateful for every day. Mm. Um, you know, sim- even simple things like that, I think helps in the unpacking of the, unpacking of the human dimension um, so that we can, we can understand ourselves a bit more and mm-hmm. through the understanding, be able to act in a way that is consistent with that, with that, uh, with, with that being. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if that's consistent, then you generally, I think, become more happy. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, you know, you, you, you find ourselves, you know, waking up in the morning and say, Hey, you know, you know, without, you know, you're kind of waking up in the morning excited to start your day, right? Mm, um, mm. And I wonder how many of us in this world wake up, you know, every morning and say, oh, no, I have to go to work, you know, or I have to do this, I have to do that, right? How many of us actually wake up in the morning and say, wow, today is a great day. <laughs> I'm going to do something interesting. I'm going to do something yeah. impactful and I'm going to make a difference. Yeah, and, and I do see that you, you, you are going through, this is like a journey, right? Again, it's, it's, it's a progress, right? Like even keeping a journal, right? It doesn't start immediately, right? Like, you know, today I decided to do it. Uh, definitely, I think um, you'll face bumps. I think before we close, on, uh, close off the first episode, you know, I, I just want you to, I just want to ask, right? Like, you know, where, what are some of the challenges, right? Because I do, I do hear there are, you know, it's like from getting from like, you know, where you were in universities to now, that it there is actually a, a, a period, right? Um, or a journey that you walk through, right? And, and share with us, right? What are some of the, you know, uh, one or two key challenges that you face, right? Um, you know, in transforming um, yourself. In transforming myself? Well, I... Be- because I do hear that, you know, it's yeah. like, I, I don't think a lot of people are... are uh, you know, like would, would actually, you know, write a journal, at, you know, every day, uh, you know, or do reflections uh, very often. I, I think it's a, I, I wouldn't say it's a natural habit, but I think it's, a, it's something that you develop right along the way. So I think in forming this kind of habit or, you know, doing that self-awareness uh, or tr- I would say, you know, and hence transforming yourself, I think that it is not just like, you know, um, anything that's just like, like based on a decision, oh, you know, I want to do it today. But somehow, you know, as they go out to work, go to school, you know, all the things starts to flood in, you know, and they start to forget everything. So share with us, right? You know, how, how do you actually maintain this, you know, consistency, like what you say, right? What you think, your values and what you act. 
they are consistent? Mm, that's a very good question. I, I need to ask myself that. <laughs> I need to reflect <laughs> on that. Uh, but I, so I, I think well, I, I feel overwhelmed sometimes, right? And, and I mentioned that you know I run a company in the Philippines. Let's talk about my one of the recent experience. Actually, this week, right? This week was a tough week for me. Like seriously, it was tough, right? Mm. Um, COVID dealt a, a big blow to our company, like you know, we, because we run classroom-based programs. So I haven't I haven't mentioned what I what I really do yet. It's so we run what we call um, pre-employability training. So we help unemployed youth. Uh, train, get the skills within a short period of time, like four weeks, so that they can get employed and increase their salary by two to three mm. times. And we work mostly in the countryside in the Philippines where people just earn a hundred US dollars per month. And we're trying to increase that to about 300, right, mm. within a short period of time. And so we teach them skills like uh, digital skills, of course, like using a computer, yep. but also very important human skills like, uh, you know, English communication, teamwork, and the proper mindsets. So when COVID happened, so in March, we were not, so we cannot run any classes anymore, right? And we couldn't run any programs with our employer partners, which means that our revenue took a very big hit. Um, and I have a team of over 20 people um, to be responsible for. Um, and so it, it, was, it was a tough year for us. And, and this week was, was tough because um, we, we were working on, you know, there were some issues with, you know, on the administration side, you know, very simple things like, you know, we can't do a bank transfer because my, I'm in Singapore and, you know, the banks in the Philippines and, you know, very mundane stuff, right? And, and sometimes it just gets to you, right? And so it was a very stressful week for me and, and for some people in my team. Um, but it's, it's, it is going through those challenges that, that, I, that I think, you know, I get overwhelmed, right? And it's, it's normal to get overwhelmed. I think, you know, some of us do sometimes. And, um, I, I just I just felt that you know this this sense of being overwhelmed you know what and and, and try to analyze it right like I, I don't want to feel nobody wants to feel overwhelmed don't want to feel stressed so stressed up um, and and what I found experimenting of course that you know writing the journal um, doing some basic habits like keeping you know having a good diet sleeping well exercising some meditation. Um, all helps, right? And and this is not what I read from a book or a video I watched on TED, 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 you know, on a TED talk. Um, but these are things that you experiment, right? I, I experiment mm. with meditation. I experiment with journaling and I found it works. And mm. if it works, then you do more of it. If it doesn't work, then you dump it, right? Like why, why should you do it? So I think it is this experimental mindset that I think is in everywhere, in everything that I do, right? Like you don't take people's word for it. Like if don't even listen to my advice, right? You know, don't don't just take my advice for at yep. face value. Right? You have to analyze it. You have to you have to try mm. it, maybe, mm. and see if it works. If it doesn't work, you know, don't use it because it doesn't work for you. And you know, not all advice is, is all all general. Yeah. Um. So so I so yeah. I think I think it's I think for for me it's you know trying trying to um you know. Tr Trying to take a step back sometimes, and and mm. and using using um, you know your personal experience as a way as a teacher, right, yeah. to kind of guide the way forward. Yeah, 
I, I really love the way that you, you say, right? Um, like, you know, not all advice fits for everyone. And I think the key thing is that you need to go out and experiment, right? And find out what works for you. So, you know, uh, for, for Zihan, he has found like writing journals and doing constant reflection works for him. But I think for, for others, right? Uh, you know, just go and find your ways, right? As long as, you know, um, you spend some time, right? To when, when, when you're faced with challenges, right? When you spend some time to, to reflect, right? And to, 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 to reflect upon your actions and see, uh, you know, how you can do it better next time. I think that is, that is good. So I think we will, you know, we are, we are running out of time and, you know, we will follow up with Zihan again on the second episode where he will talk more on his, uh, you know, what he do in his company, Bagosphere, and how his uh, company seeks to change, you know, impact Southeast Asia, right? Mm -hmm. Phil the, the Philippines community, right? So see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in this episode of The Marketplace. We hope you have been blessed and we want to walk with you in your journey to achieving your goals. So make sure to visit our website at www.helloandetail.com to follow me on my other social media accounts. Do drop me any comments or any feedback that you have for the show. Thank you and we will see you in our next episode.